0: Welcome to the IWIB Female Factor Podcast. For the month of March, we are celebrating the history of women during this month, and for that, we have remarkable guests that will share their stories and will share their wisdom with us. So, welcome everyone to listening in. Hi, guys. I hope you had a fantastic International Women's Day. We actually did. I mean, the International Women in Business Network was uh, hosted by the Stockholm Chamber of Commerce, and they powered, you know, this annual event to commemorate International Women's Day. So for this year, we had a keynote speaker, Linda Bjork, She is the author of the book *The Inner Business* and also founder of the Mindfulness Intelligence. She's based in New York, so she joined us from New York. And her presentation was called "Embracing a New Powerful Time for Women." And Linda talked about what can we do, like right now, to make the trajectory of women in leadership bend towards awesomeness, according to her. She said that winning life without losing yourself is actually a skill set that can be learned. And she also said that there is a stubborn notion that going around that only some people are cut out to be great, influential leaders. But according to Linda, this is not true because we can change any obstacle standing in our way, including our personalities and limiting beliefs. So listen back to her live feed from New York to gain insights into what particularly stands in the way for women and to become awesome change makers. So enjoy.
1: And it's so good to see everyone here. I am um, in New York City and uh, it has started to kind of come alive. So... Before, when I held presentations in my office space and in a joint office space that I share with other people here in New York, I would get frustrated. But now when it's been so quiet for a whole year, I'm like, oh my God, they're vacuum cleaning. This is awesome, someone is here. (laughs) So there's something to be said about how we change perspectives. And today we're gonna take a little journey on International Women's Day. And we're gonna do that keeping in mind that we house both the feminine and the masculine. So there are men who feel that the female revolution is very, very relevant to them as well. And um, let's just take a little journey together because, I think that what we need right now is for us to get into a mind space and a heart space where we are ready for the world opening up. And I know there's a lot of talk about missing how it was before the pandemic. But I got to tell you, there's not one single woman that I speak with that says everything was perfect before the pandemic. What we're going to do today is to take a, a, a journey of being prepared, and I want you to walk away today with quite a new brain actually. And I'm not saying that's gonna be so much because of me, but I am pointing out that all experiences we have in life is actually making the brain make new connections. So with these, what is it? 86 billion uh, neurons that we have going on in our, our, our brains, a lot will shift because it's like a live, entity in your skull. And we're gonna talk about the brain, but more so about the other space around the brain, the mind, the heart. And um, I have founded something called mindfulness intelligence, and we're gonna draw on some important teaching from mindfulness intelligence today. It is truly the coming together of mindfulness which is mindfulness based stress reduction, and what is coined superhuman science. So, I am very interested in that space of high performance and well being coming together, of science and spirit coming together. There is, we really need to do things differently. Again, it wasn't perfect before the pandemic and we have a lot of power to tap into, especially as women, and I hope that you're going to see that very, very clearly today during this presentation. And again, we're going to be um, taking questions. I will take questions, the chamber and Tatiana will take questions at the end of the presentation. If something is super urgent and you really have to hop in, you may, quickly, (laughs) briefly. I am interruptible. All right. But let's start where it really matters the most. And that is, how are you? How are you feeling? Has it been okay with this pandemic? Has it been devastating? Have you noticed that our susceptibility for anxiety and depression has actually gone through the roof? They're starting to get numbers in now where anxiety disorder is actually three times as high as a year ago. And depressive disorders are four times as high as they were a year ago, and we weren't doing all that well a year ago <laughs> when it comes to stress. Now, I am assuming that I'm speaking to leaders here. In one way or another, you are leaders, and every leader has been, has been um, given two ears. And I'm reminding you of that because you're always listening for yourself as a leader with a one ear but with the other ear, you're listening for others, for the teams that you have around you, for the people that you have around you, and even for the family that you have around you, friends. As a leader, we need to be very aware that although we might not be burdened with stress, 70% of the workforce reports America, Europe, that they are stressed out at work. This is before the pandemic. And so when we hear these things and we're thinking, well, that doesn't really apply to me. It does because we need to have an understanding that people are not operating at their fullest right now. And we're gonna start with ourselves and we're gonna have you step into the fullness of you. So there's so many things that we need to to tackle. I want to mirror for you that if you feel despondent, if you feel that you're not sure if um, your business is going to take off again, if you feel worried about your finances, or if you feel lonely, maybe for the first time you have encountered anxiety within your life, please know, that you're not alone and that there are ways that we can step out of it, both as a collective and on our own. So that's part of the journey that we're going to do together. We have, some, we have some work to do. We really do, not only with ourselves, but as we, as we grow up and show up and clean up and <clears throat> link up and lift each other up, we are there for other people too. So with that, I want to show you something that's really great news for all of us. Let's just look at leadership, because right now what we need to do is to prime you all to be great leaders that the world actually needs. What we don't need anymore is the old paradigm. There's a whole list of things that we have held so high in the era of greed is good, and hierarchies are the ways that we protect our value. And so we have this whole idea of running with ego. And we're saying, but that's okay because we're in business. We're here to make money. Of course, we need to be egocentric. This is the old way. You may have noticed that it doesn't really work that well anymore. So what we're invited to step into together is a new type of impact. It's a new type of leadership where we actually don't go it alone. We form relationships. We don't compete. We collaborate. We find the highest good and the highest turnout for other people and for ourselves. That's where we find the sweet spot of collaboration. Before, we needed to defend our system. And so we excluded people that maybe sounded different uh, than us or or looked different than us, had different, quote, unquote, values than than we do, not knowing what values they had, but just assuming. And we're moving towards inclusiveness. Why? Because the, the challenges that are facing the world now compared to just 10 years ago, or even more so 30 years ago, are too complex to actually figure out on our own. We need each other. The hierarchical, the hierarchical <laughs> whoops, way of, of looking at business and looking at leadership, is not, it's not really flying. Have you ever worked with someone in their 20s now? <laughs> it's just, it doesn't fly. But what does fly, and especially in the face of having such high anxiety, depression, super problem focusing at work, even before the pandemic, we had 49% of the workforce not being able to focus at work, at work. They, they, They couldn't focus on their work tasks at work. Some people have found that the pandemic, are they lucky enough to still have their job, has made them more focused because they're at home and they have less, lesser distractions, whereas others have found it a lot harder because we never get to leave work. We're at home all the time. But there's something in this caring that now has to be prevalent in leadership. We are not as focused on industry skills anymore. We are focused on presence. Why? Because anyone can learn industry skills, give or take. But if we're not present to what we're doing, we are not standing a chance at having great impact, good impact in the world. So there are a lot of these shifts going on. You know, we're used to climbing the ranks and being an opportunism forcing things, whereas now we understand that growth mindset, an excellent book by um, Dr. Dweck, Mindset, it's called, absolutely extraordinary, and there are a lot of schools and educational systems um, focusing on growth mindset. We need to be aligned with who we are, why we're here, and we need to be aligned with our power, which is immense on the inside, this is my area of expertise. I happen to know that it is in every single one of you, even though you have protests coming up in your head. So instead of forcing, we are, we are looking at a leadership that allows things to happen. It's much more of a Tai Chi type way of being a world leader today, in the small and in the big. If you read the words in the right column relationships collaboration this kind of listening to each other okay alignment allowing presence these are female qualities we are looking at the programming of women on the right hand side this is why i know that what the world needs is you it is, this is what I worked for 10 years. I was a CEO of a branding agency. My primary function with my clients was to be a trend strategist. Trend strategist, you asked. That's weird because it's usually called that you do trend analysis. Well, here's the thing. There are two components to making a trend, uh, figuring out what a trend will be. One is that you do need to see patterns and see beyond the obvious, and yes, analyze the data. But you can also be part of shaping the new trend. You can actually be. That's why it's a strategy, because you can choose to form the world in the way that you show up. So I know that what the world needs right now is you, and don't let anyone tell you that the qualities that come with the female energy of us, which most women have more female energy than male energy within. This is where we need to work. This is where we need to understand that the old paradigm will dismiss what you have been doing, But they will soon realize that this is exactly what the world needs. And I hope that makes sense, because with every single slide I'm going to show you, I could have a whole lecture. So (laughs) so I'm going to move on to say that if we need you, what do you need? And here's one thing that you need. You need to know that the leadership puzzle so far is flawed It's incomplete. We have, with the old paradigm, been very focused on the what and the how. What are we gonna do? How are we gonna do it? I mean, that's what we do in business, right? What are we gonna do and how are we gonna do it? But the two pieces that I want to step into with you today, that is absolutely conclusive to all of you are the pieces, who? and the why. There are too many brilliant women sitting on the sidelines. There are too many gifted and talented women who are in the back seats of their own lives. And when we understand and can work with the who and the why of our leadership, everything else will fall into place. So that's definitely some of the journey that we're doing today. I do have uh, a little um, gift for you all. Here are um, some of the things that I have done. The um, uh, Mastermind of Mindfulness Intelligence, that's the workbook. We have my book, Inner Business, in the middle. And then for some reason, there's a picture of me in Doggin's Industry. But what I wanted to say is that the end of this presentation, I'm going to give you a link of how you can download a copy of my inner business book for free. So that way, you can take some of this home. And I put the other slide in. Thank you for the thumbs up. Um, I put another slide in because I saw this slide as I was putting together the, the presentation. I was just like, oh my god. We used to meet each other and breathe on each other. And maybe that part is a little, you know, we don't have to move fast with coming back to that. But this is what I do normally. Now it's just translated into a digital format. But let's pretend. Let's pretend that we're in this room together. Let's pretend and we can sort of imagine the the smells and the and the you know the little chatter before someone starts speaking. Let's imagine that we're really doing this journey together. The guy there in the middle is John Kabat-Zinn. He is the birth father, if you will, of mindfulness-based stress reduction. One of the reasons that I use MBSR as part of what I teach in mindfulness intelligence, hence the name, is that there is no other more easily accessible way of really healing our nervous systems and our subconscious and dealing with stress focus issues etc than mindfulness based stress reduction so it's a solid scientifically proven system for everyone and, and everyone can do it so being that stress is actually the cause of most sick leave in sweden and Anxiety is one of the biggest mental health problems in America. I mean, we are, we are at a crossroads right now where we have to start taking care of ourselves and as a leader, take care of others around us, even when it comes to these inner things. So what I've done then is that I have put together a program called Mindfulness intelligence. And this is really where we learn how to get really smart about stress. We know how to focus on what to focus. We learn alignment, which has so much to do with our mind management. We get really great at understanding our neurology, our subconscious mind, and we get to know how to create great impact. But here's my question to you. What do you want? Like, what do you want? And I know some of you maybe need to have a bathroom break and you feel like having another cup of coffee, but, and of course the Corona will be over, but what do you really want? Like what, what do you really want? And when we pause to reflect on what we really want, what usually happens in our minds is There's just this chaos that on the one hand, we want to make more money, but you know, people with money are assholes. I'm not sure I want to be part of that group. Or um, I want a better job. But with my resume, it's probably not going to work out. There's so many brilliant people out there. And I want more influence, but I'm not, I don't feel comfortable. Like I'm not sure if I'm good enough. I want to be loved But I feel unlovable. So all of a sudden, we have these thoughts go back and forth and back and forth, and it's messy in our minds. And I want to prove to you how powerful you are so that you can choose one road and travel the one that you really want. And the first thing I want to mention, because I actually read in the medical journal that um, speaking of how powerful we are, and um, this goes to show how valuable we are, they had done a study on actually putting dollar amounts to each and every organ, tissue, everything that we have in our bodies, and it amounted to average sized person, um, $6 million. So. Next time anyone asks, you know, when you walk into a room, here's six million dollars walking right in. So there alone, you have a great value right there. But let me show you something that's really cool. I'm going to show you how powerful you are in your mind. I want you to look at this subway train as I start the little video. And I want you to make the subway train go in the direction that you want. If you want it to go into the picture, you choose that. If you want it to go out from the picture, you choose that. You ready to see how powerful you are? I wake up. It's totally up to you. So not only do you walk in with this amazing value, you can actually make things move the way you want to make it move. And just as a last point, because I really want you to understand and accept how powerful you are, please know, okay, let's do this experiment. Imagine some luscious lemons. I have no picture for this. You're going to have to imagine. You can even close your eyes. Imagine some really juicy lemons. And you take those lemons, and you take a knife, and you start cutting the lemons. And you see the juice running out, and you put them to that juice press that you have, and you see all that lemon juice and you imagine yourself drinking it. Who did not start salivating a little bit? Like you actually, with your imagination, got your whatever saliva glands and all these things working in your own body. You did that just by imagining. You changed something in your own body in the way that you imagined something. So don't come tell me that you're not powerful, valuable, and quite freaking awesome. And that is exactly what we're going to be talking about today. Because whatever it is that you do really want, I have three pointers I want to give you in this empowerment, in this this shift that we're doing, and that we're stepping into the strengths that we already have. And the first thing I want you to know is that you're brilliant. You're absolutely brilliant. And you need to hear this. We're going to talk a little bit about the brain. And you're like, Linda, you're not that brilliant because those are hands. (laughs) But it's a hand model of the brain. So you can kind of see the brain like me and my brain. You can see how we can use a hand model to understand the gist of a brain. And what we have at the very top, which is our prefrontal cortex, is our intellectual brain. Here's where we make decisions, draw conclusions, we have logic, creativity, insight. It, like this is the part that you really, really want to have access to in a day to day. Now, the other part, if we sort of lift the lid here, is that we have something called the emotional brain or the limbic brain. And this is where we really house our feelings, in the middle of, of the brain, regulate hormones, et cetera, et cetera. And then we have the reptilian brain. That's sort of the, the inside here, the, the lowest in the back um, part of our brains. This is where we have survival. This is where we protect from not only acute danger, but perceived danger. This is where the autonomic nervous system resides. And the reason I'm telling you all of this is that the intellectual brain is actually only 4 million years old, whereas the emotional and reptilian survival brain are 100 and 300 million years old. So our intellectual brain and that capacity is like super new. It's like a baby. So what happens in the brain is that the priority in our reaction to things is number one, survival, number two, emotional, and number three, rational. Now, if you identify with being a very rational person, I'm here to tell you that maybe what's going on is that you dress a lot of things up that are Truly emotional and survival in rational clothing. So let's see what this means because okay, now we know this this is the the way. I want to point out that when we're stressed out and the amygdala starts pumping its chemicals in in response to our perceived danger, which can be a nasty email or even just having a lot to do, or you know, how about a global pandemic? what happens is that we virtually shut off access to our prefrontal cortex. There's so much to say about neurology and it's an important part of mindfulness intelligence to understand again, we're listening with a one ear for ourselves and we're listening with the other ear for the people that are around us where we can become very skilled as leaders having people be on board, because we understand how they react. But let me show you something else when it comes to this brilliance that you have. The mind is such, and I want you to really understand this, the mind is such that approximately 5% of our mind is conscious, and 95% of our mind is subconscious. This is where neurology is not really finding enough info for us to to lean on. So we lean on other sciences such as psychology or metaphysics, and we understand that. But I want you to know that you can hone your brilliance. But you need to know that when you meet the world, you meet it with your conscious mind and your subconscious mind. And the, 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 the really most powerful and prevalent energy comes from the subconscious mind. And don't believe for a second that people can't read your subconscious mind subconsciously because there's a lot of data, information exchanging between my subconscious mind and, and the subconscious minds of people that I meet. And again, there are so many things to say about this. This is actually where we deep dive quite a bit in mindfulness intelligence and really get to clean out because here's the big deal. Your subconscious mind houses your healing capacities. It houses your imagination. It houses creativity and it houses intuition. And we want that to be part of our lives so that we, we just used our imagination to you know, change the chemistry in our mouth, right? And we want to use the, our imagination, we want to be able to use our imagination to create a new world for ourselves and for you know, a world that doesn't make our kids have anxiety attacks. You know? It's like we, we really do want to create something together and something different. That is not really accessible as long as you have all the other stuff in the way. The way we talk about it in mindfulness intelligence is that I like to personify a lot of these functions that we have within us. It's a way of not making you necessarily identify with your ego or your stress. You don't have to say, I am stressed. You can say, I am experiencing stress. You know, that way, Mr. Stress is doing his thing and shuts off certain functions in your brain that you're very, you know, that you really want. And another thing that we look at are archetypes. You know, we we all know what it looks like with our own saboteur within ourselves. But how do you heal that? All of this needs to be healed so that we don't have fear ruling our lives so that the thing that's triggered in our brain are the survival instincts in us. Because that it is rare that we need the kind of survival instinct that our machinery was kind of built for, i.e., you know, almost getting hit by a car, you know, having a big Uh, bear running after you whatever it is there are times when we need this function to really work and we're going to let that work when it's supposed to work and we're going to clean this out so that we can show up in the world in our full brilliance when this is cleaned out and we don't it's not ruled by fear we do have not only access to our own imagination and intuition, but here is where we can start connecting with other people, with other situations, with other events and we can feel what's coming and we become more of a conductor than a leader. And this is really, really important that we get to that. So you are brilliant and I, I really need you to know that this is accessible to everyone it's something that we go through very deeply in the program, so that we can find kinder truths and move into a healed type leadership. Healed people, heal people. Hurt people, hurt people. And we don't want that, you know. We want we we want to show up as the brilliant people we are. Another thing that I want to talk to you, sort of the the number two pointer here on the road to what you want, is that. There are certain things that you can do right now to feel more empowered and to actually connect with the power that you have on the inside. So you are empowered, but you need to know the following. I'm going to, well, I'm going to talk around this triangle, and we're going to sort of picture that there are think of a think of it as a water divider it's like you can choose the one way on the triangle or you can choose the other and you know coming from top and and where do you land well one thing i want you to add to 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 answer right now is what happens can you explain to me in one word why this apple drops if i let go what's the one word why why can we explain why that fell on the ground and most of you will answer very correctly gravity yeah because of gravity right that is so the correct Answer, good girl. This is great. We are good students. We know that gravity is what makes it. That explains why the apple falls to the ground, right? Here's the thing, and I don't mean to, you know, um, put this on on anyone or or um, feel have anyone feel that they're tricked into answering gravity, but. What I want you to know is that you have chosen the side of the triangle where you are on that side and the other option is I dropped it. It fell to the floor because I dropped it. That's another explanation, right? Here's the difference between those two explanations. Gravity is not my control. Gravity, and we are so good at being correct, and it's a disempowered answer when we explain why the apple falls to the floor. There is another side of the triangle, and that is to take responsibility. And I've put control in brackets because there's a lot to be said about that, but it is for sure an empowered side of the triangle. I want you to remember this triangle. I want you to go into the world and see for yourself, are there ways I can be taking responsibility for this? Is there a way to feel more empowered in this situation? So let's take a few of these examples because we are so programmed to just roll on the one side. We're rolling with everything in the disempowered side of the triangle. And I don't want you to be there. When I do this on stage, I ask people to, to point to where they see me. Where So if you can imagine me on stage right now, where do you see me? People point to me because I ask them to point where they see me. And now we're on a screen, so you know you don't have to point to the screen. but you get my point, which is that where you see me is here. There, there is no... I mean, I have the most fabulous colored blouse on today. I mean, I think we can all agree with pink really rocking it today, but there is no pink in the world. These are just energy frequencies, photons that, that, that bounce off of different energy and it translates in your brain to pink. So all that you're seeing is in your mind, including your judgment. You might hate pink, or you might have opinions about me, but I am what you make of me in your mind. We are super powerful. And so let's take another couple of examples. Um, so, so that was the, the, uh, this example of, you know, she's over there. She is what I made in my mind. This is translated into so many things when we look at other people. And what we usually do, I want you to really pay attention to this one, is that we say, I can't trust anyone, blah, 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 your subconscious mind and all of these fear responses are just chatting away in your mind. But the truth of the matter is that it all falls, falls under the umbrella. Life happens to me, poor me. I am disempowered. So a big shift for you right now is to step into life happens for me. You really have that power in yourself to say, with every situation wanted or unwanted, life happens for me. Try it on for size and see if you can be presented with completely new opportunities in life. I do write about this in the book inner business so you will be able to read more of that in mindfulness intelligence we actually take another few steps with this but this is such an important switch when it comes to empowerment is this starting to sink in like there's there's this choice always let's make let's let's have one more example here let's talk about disease and again, we're really programmed to say things about disease that are very disempowering. We say things like, oh, it runs in the family. You know, you hear about something and it runs in the families. I've got the gene. So now I have to go into surgery before anything has ever even happened. And another thing that, uh, especially nowadays, is uh, he sneezed on me and now. I'm going to die. You know, this this is how we walk around in our relationship to disease, our relationship to empowerment and we are disempowered. So what's actually true is that there's something called epigenetics. If you start looking at epigenetics and you start understanding that wait a minute, DNA does not control all of this. What is actually causing your cells to take action are the combination of the proteins in your body and the signal that it gets. And then the question is, well, what's the signal? Well, the signal could be medicine, but that's not the strongest signal. The strongest signal are your thoughts and your feelings. So there's a fascinating world where we can actually step into the, the, this world of disease. And even there, perhaps seeing if it's possible to have life happen for me. What if this is my time to take it easy? What if this is my time to become humble and learn from that? What if this is my time to help others who are in the same situation and now I can do that in a better way because I've been through it? Only 1.5% of your genes are actually responsible for whatever disease you have. And I know people debate this, but there's nothing, I've never seen a number higher than 10%. Actually, most people think it's around 1% when it comes to your genes, actual responsibility for disease, it's your signal. And so you can be in control of a lot of this. And the best way to do that is through gratitude. We have been programmed with innocence, Innocence is a form of disempowerment. I am innocent, I'm going to survive, I am not rocking the boat, especially for us women. If we don't speak up and and ruffle anyone's feathers, whatever it's called, you will survive. They're still going to want you here. So this goes all the way thousands of years ago and to present day, where innocence is a form of survival strategy, and it leaves you disempowered. So I hope that some of these examples have encouraged you to look at your empowerment because you are super powerful. You're really powerful beyond measure and anything that comes your way from here on, just really take a listen in and see what this is is doing. And for those of you who need to pick up kids, of course, That's why we record this. (laughs) This is your map. This is your picture in observing yourself moving forward. You are powerful beyond belief. And don't let anyone tell you any different least of all yourself. programming bag that we're carrying around, that's a heavy load. And those voices are really, really loud. But observe yourself and also observe what words you use. Words give us great clues. Our life situation actually also gives us great clues. It's almost like our lives are printouts of our subconscious minds. So much more to say about this, but let's talk about the, three, the third pointer that we have for today on the road to what we want. I want you to know that you are unshakable. And we're going to do an exercise together so that you can really feel that there is an unshakable quality about you. We just have to make a little shift. And we're going to do it together. And I'm going to guide you through it. Here's the thing things are getting started again we are getting out of the pandemic and i have heard this phrase new normal so many times (laughs) that it's sort of i i don't really listen to it anymore almost because it's like oh the new normal the new normal but here is what we need to focus on remember we're doing the who and the why those pieces of the puzzle of leadership and you really being the solution to leadership stepping forward from now on, we're starting right now. There's no delay with this one. The world will open up and you will be prepared. You know, And if, if, if today is not enough, there's only so much we can do in uh, 45 minutes, but that's why I run these mastermind classes so that we can really grow into this. One thing that I want to do right now is to talk about not a new normal, but a new universe. And I was being a little funny, so I put in the word you instead of the letter you, because this is all about you. I want you to look at your universe. And let's just say that your solar system is such that you have been programmed from the very stubborn and persistent cultural programming that we all have been programmed with. In which case, you have put success in the middle. Success is in the middle of your solar system. That is the life-giving sun to everything in your life. The problem with this programming, which is just hugely in the way for us, is that your ego will never be happy with you. You will never, ever, ever, ever be enough for your ego. Never. We can have a temporary two-second happiness thrill in your new Ferrari, but it's going to be gone your ego will make sure that you never reach success. All the while we're programmed to have success as the thing that shines in our solar system. And what happens then? If we don't reach success, there will be no light shining on all the rest of our planets. This is so important that you understand how programmed we are culturally to be successful. The definition of successful might be different from country to country and person to person, but that is what we have put in the middle. So this is your opportunity to completely make a shift. We're gonna just wipe out whatever we, whatever order we've put in our solar system before, we're gonna start afresh. And I'm asking you today, what is a non-changing, everlasting light source that you can put in the middle of your solar system as your sun that will shine on everything else and will always be there for you? It's a choice you always can make. What can that be for you? Success is way too fickle. And you can't put your dogs there, even though they're very cute. You can't even put your family or money there. It won't last. But what can you put in your sun and find that energy, find that light all the time shining on your planets? A few years ago, what I had in the middle was happiness. Some people have chosen peace. The reason I have moved away from happiness and the reason I can't put peace in there is that I can't say for sure, especially not about peace, that other people couldn't disturb my peace. I have people who can disturb my peace. I'm not really there yet. And there are situations where happiness might not be what I really can go to. So what I have put, I'm just putting it out there, um, seeing that it it could be inspirational for someone else, is gratitude. I can always, always, always rely on gratitude. And for you, it might be peace. Or happiness. You know, it might be that decision to see the good in everything and everyone. It might be the decision to see God in everything or everyone. But this is where you have the opportunity right now to redraw your solar system that you didn't even know you had. But we, we, we carry this around. And when you find something where you feel this is everlasting, this is something I can step into, and it is a light that shines from the energy of the word that I am choosing, then it will actually sustain your solar system. If you can't find the word now, please revisit this exercise or just borrow mine and try it on for size and see if that works for you. This is an important decision to make, because when you go out in the world, you need to be unshakable. The world will open up. It'll be sensitive. It'll be aggressive. It'll be vulnerable. It will be all these things. It's going to be a little messy. Like As much as it was hard getting into the pandemic, it's going to be hard getting out of the habits that we have formed during the pandemic, and I want you to be unshakable. And I always have a word that I can go to, no matter what happens, and that is thank you. Thank you. So with that, I want us to do one of the most important things we do to move into understanding what can work for us in our unshakable awesomeness, what we can do to let ourselves, our wonderfully superhuman and intelligent system clean out the subconscious mind all by itself. And that is to close our pretty little eyes and we're gonna do some research within ourselves with an MBSR short but sweet breathing meditation. So what we do if it's safe is that we, open. No. We close our eyes. We close our eyes. I'm standing, so that's what I'm doing. If you're sitting, you can lean your back against the chair. Maybe put your hands on your thighs. And we're just dropping in and seeing where all of this is landing for you. And we're going to put our focused attention to our breathing. We're not manipulating the breath. What we're doing is that we are observing that we are already being breathed. Thoughts come and we're just not paying attention to them. And you will notice in your life that what you pay attention to will grow. So we're not allowing those thoughts because we are the queens of our minds. We're not allowing those thoughts to take that much space because right now we are finding that stillness, clarity and peace just by observing our own breathing. You might notice that your heart rate goes down a little bit. You might even notice tensions in your body. Just let that be and sink into this presence. going to do a few more breaths together. And as thoughts come up, you can just let them sail on by. Perhaps they're puffy clouds in the sky. They're just sailing on by. And you're returning your focused awareness on your breathing. Let's take a couple of more breaths. And when you feel ready, you can carefully open your eyes. And perhaps your body wants to stretch a little bit. And uh, we're listening to that. My neck just creaked a little bit. And here we are on... International Women's Day with this wonderful, wonderful group of people. And you are all brilliant. You all have access to this empowerment. And please have strategies in place to be unshakable. If I was younger and cooler, I would say unfuckable with...
0: Hope you find the presentation interesting as as I did and funny and inspiring uh, because Linda is all those things. I mean, she is being called the meditating CEO. Um, You can find Linda's uh, workshops and programs on her website, www.bjorkbusiness.com. All her information will be in the description of this episode. She has also a Facebook group called How to Win in Leadership Without Losing Yourself with over a thousand nine hundred you know uh, members so anyways um i hope to see you guys next year and let's make this year international women's day every day as linda says bye bye